Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. Hello listeners, so it's your boy Dom, riding solo to, for today's podcast and uh, just wanted to have a bit of a chance to really deep dive into this one. Now this is going to be a two-part podcast that I do myself uh, because I had a bit of time reflecting over the last few weeks, obviously in, in isolation periods it does be able to give you a bit more time and I'm big on reflection and having those times to reset but sort of I, I, I was thinking about this topic and and I deep to deep dived it down further in thinking that this is like a world reset this is the time where if there has been a more crucial time just to stop because we have got so much more time available to us and reflect on the current things at hand and see to make changes where need where needed and also understanding that and this is where this moves into another one because we are spending so much more time together which i have mentioned on previous podcasts you know families are spending a lot more time together in in a close environment in the household with uh you know escapisms being at a very minimal so so in being in each other's pockets that you know stress and tension and anxiety can already be at at an all-time high where you know your partner and your kids were once a form of escapism and now becoming a controlling factor into that. So basically this podcast I'm going to be talking about, as I said, it's a two-part podcast and it's talking about maintaining relationships during this isolation period. And just, it really, it really got me thinking because, you know, I've recently, um, you know, started seeing someone and it's been such a great thing because we are spending so much time together and it's quality time and it just got me thinking like the during this isolation period it can really make or break a relationship now that doesn't have to be your spouse or partner it can be a relationship with your kids your your um, mother your father because they may be living at home with you it could be anyone within the household or someone that you're seeing with at the time so i understand that as i speak through this podcast so as i said we're spending you know so much more time together and you know, this can now cause stress and anxiety and the issue that we have at hand is one you've got such a crazy global economic event that's caused all these forms of stress and anxiety and then now you're on top of that um, you've got the unknowing of what's going to be happening next um, some of you are out of work and you don't know where your next dollar is coming from you're going through the Centrelink and things like that that's more stress and anxiety and now as I said you've got this one thing you've always had as an, as an escape but now that's causing you as well so but just go moving forward as well just understand that everyone is different you know so for me i'm be able to find a lot of 
positives coming out of this isolation situation you know a lot more time to reflect a lot more time to speak to more people um more friends more family have some quality conversations because they're at home now so you know my time being a personal trainer working in the health and fitness industry i had a lot of free time during the day when most of work and i'm working first thing in the morning last thing and working really late till night so it was hard for me to really develop relationships whereas now a lot more people at home and i'm taking advantage of that so understand a lot of things that i say it may not be applicable to you it may be just take and that goes for every podcast to so take out with which that you can but you know as i said the issues that is faced right now and all the issues that we're all encountering um it and if you've already got pre-existing uh issues with your partner or people within your household coming into a situation like this where they're now thrusted upon you it can become very difficult to uh, be able to maintain that relationship on a healthy manner because I'll give you an example. So, you know, for, you might have been having these um, uh, arguments with your partner recently or someone within the household and it was causing that slight disconnect in the relationship and that was you know it wasn't great but you always had work you had commitments you had um the kids had sport you had things you know lots of jobs and activities that could go and you could go out to from your day-to-day life that would distract you from the underlying issue that you're currently having with your spouse or partner so but now because of all those things have been taken away from us it's now impossible because you're in each other's pockets all the time so understanding that if you have come into this isolation period with any harboring issues that these need to be now spoken about and communicated to be able to best move through this period so you don't just end up tearing each other apart or therefore you know the relationship falls apart moving forward um so you know what are some signs and symptoms right now that could be showing in your relationship just by proxy being around each other all the time that can be you know you could might be starting to see in your life but just remember that unresolved anger and resentment towards your partner will be a very it's a very big deal because before as I said, you had those forms of escapism, et cetera, et cetera, but now we don't, so we're in each other's pockets all the time. So some signs and things you can see, which we're seeing a lot more out there, people are spending a lot more time on social media, which is uh, great to, which is good, you know, initially, but then all of a sudden you start seeing other happy couples or other things going on, and it's like, why don't I have that in my life? Um, also, you might be looking through Netflix and all these other stuff, or you, or you might just counteract, which I know a lot of people do. They might watch some um, reality TV where they see some couples that are failed, failing miserably and completely hate each other. So, therefore, my relationship isn't so that bad. So, it's another form of um, deflection on the actual issues that are at hand. Um, so, look, and you see, therefore, instead of resolving we're going into coping mechanisms and that's not great you know you're going out and uh, impulse buying at the supermarket and you're just trying to escape each other and you're trying to refine what you had before isolation took place instead of just going down and delving in and, and diving into the issues that are actually at hand and what's the best way to be able to resolve any form of issue with anyone out there as hard as it is it's communication it's not something that we're really taught how to do best how to resolve a problem at school but communication is so important and i know speaking from a, a male point of view it's very difficult for us males to communicate uh, and express our emotions and feelings i'm going to touch a little bit more on that but to all the guys guys listening out there right now 
Women love men that can communicate their emotions and their feelings. Not saying you need to be a big soppy softy. It's about just being able to best verbalize how you're feeling and the emotions that you're feeling instead of you know burying it under. And again, you know, based on our upbringing and, and things like that, it's very difficult for us and it, women too as well, but more to men to a degree for them to explain that. It was always seen as weak for men for to just talk about how they're feeling, etc. So. And, you know, just again, understanding that this time right now is a great time to reflect and think, I am doing, am I doing this thing, this form of escapism because, is it actually because I'm lonely or is it because it's, uh, it's because that person's driving me nuts? Am I trying to reach out to make things better? Like, so in situations like this, it's not uncommon for partners to try to push buttons out there, out of boredom, as we know. With our children, you know, any attention is better than no attention. So, again, reflecting on, on the current situation at hand, whether it be at home, it's not uncommon that your partner might just push the buttons a little bit. And it's not because uh, they're actually annoyed at that situation or it might be it's generally any kind of issue that happens within the household it's stemming from other underlying unresolved issues again which is what i'm saying so but sometimes someone just by saying uh coming out and speaking to your partner might actually be more talking about uh So if you find that your partner is happening to do this more often, it's generally because it's the meaning that they're actually scared or they need your attention. They might be feeling lonely. You know, they want to make you they want you to make them feel better and they're trying to reach out to you in this way. And that's their form of communication. And unfortunately, due to this lack of communication or verbalization, we therefore end up lashing out on our partners just because we don't know how to best explain and verbalize our emotions. Very, very common. That's how a lot of fights start. It's just because we don't know how we have this feeling underneath that's not being fulfilled, it's not being um, acknowledged, and we don't know how to bring it out to our partner. So therefore, we just create arguments and fights, etc., just because they want that attention to start making things forward moving things forward but you know finding the words is, is very very important moving forward so the best way to see to alleviate this is through honest and open communication i know this is very difficult especially if you if you lived in a household where as i said was growing up and talking about feelings and emotions wasn't allowed again men very very common will seem weak to, to speak about so if any of these issues currently going on we first need to ask What's going on with me? So but before all of this, Kate, you've got an understanding that there's issues at hand at home. Okay, great. I'm feeling, there's something that I'm feeling. I don't know how I'm feeling. So how can I, how can I present a issue to my partner if I don't first know what I'm truly feeling? So please, if you're listening to this now and you do have a partner or spouse and you are feeling something, you need to know what that something is first and you need to be able to best describe it. You know, blanket statements like, which you often hear just that I'm pissed or I'm frustrated when you say to your partner, I'm just so angry, I'm frustrated. You know, they're what called like lumped emotions. So lumped emotions is where, like I said, it's a blanket statement. It's not actually, when you're feeling pissed, you're not just feeling pissed. It's not really the actual 
the understanding of what you're feeling. You need to dig deeper and find out what the truer um, and more scary emotion, unfortunately, is because it is scarier to go into your true emotions and feelings. You know, you might you not be feeling pissed or frustrated. It might be because you're actually lonely. You're scared. You're angry. You're nervous. You 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 un under under unheard you don't feel like you're heard much from your partner you're sad you're underloved under misunderstood things like that so it's hard for us to say to our partner i'm feeling these feelings like underloved or uh, undervalued because it seemed to be weak to bring that forward especially again for blokes like if i had an issue and i was going up to my, my partner and i said look i feel unloved and these are this because I feel unloved, and because we don't have a connection, a much a connection anymore with each other, and I'm feeling I'm feeling A, B, C, D. That's when you say that to your partner, it can be seen as like a loss of power and a weakness. And we don't want to feel like that. So then, what we do, we just need to nah, just tough it out. Come on, you don't need to deal with your emotions, just toughen up. So then you build up a wall, another barrier, another barrier, another barrier. And then you just keep going with these blanket statements of emotions that you're just feeling pissed when it's not. So you need to have a better understanding of what you're feeling, why you're feeling that way, what's brought that about, and then best be able to communicate that moving forward. So again, understand what you're currently feeling is determined, uh, what you are currently feeling and determine the true cause. You need to determine the true cause. And look, sometimes you don't need to tell your partner straight away. It can be very uncomfortable to do so. And also because you are only just learning how to express these feelings and emotions, it's probably not the best thing to then go forward and try to speak to them about that straight away. So having some time, you know, writing down in a journal, writing down how you're feeling, um, and then, you know, through a bit of practice, trying to explain it to yourself in the mirror, then therefore when you do have that proper chat with your partner, you can best verbalize how you're feeling. And Again, given like everything that's going on right now in the situation, we're so norm. We are normally so in control of our lives and our worlds, and you know, in control of looking after our kids and how they're grown up. And you know, all of a sudden, we've just been forced with this unknown, uncontrolling feel feeling of overwhelmness. Like we just so we're no longer in control of our own lives. Like anymore because of everything that's going on and that unknowing of how long it's going to go for or what's going to happen next that really shocks us and, and because it happens so suddenly it's very scary we don't know really know how to deal with that so those current fears that you're having right now you know you might be having some arguments with your partner or with your spouse but it's not actually because there's anything wrong with your relationship right now it's because you're harboring all these fears of these uncertainties so again understanding the feelings that you're having now is it because of the current circumstances of events going on is it something that's happened been triggered from my childhood is it something that we have not resolved yet so we need to communicate and verbalize it and be able to get better at it or is it something that i'm not learning how to communicate and verbalize and you know more often than not it can be a combination of all those things which creates such a huge overwhelming overwhelmness above us um and look again i've mentioned a couple times back to your childhood I'm, i'm a huge advocate on um that a lot of your uh, limiting beliefs, your barriers, uh, your reactions to certain situations and events and certain steps and subconscious things that you do is based on your childhood and things that happened as you were growing up, you know, things that happened through proxy, through osmosis that your parents did. So 
I'll do a lot of re- referring back to childhood, but that's such a big thing. And getting some time to have some reflection on your childhood and understanding is the feelings that I'm feeling right now is that being triggered from certain experiences and past, uh, certain past experiences, sorry, from my childhood. And it can be very triggering and people, especially because like as a child, you might you might have felt out of, uh, out of control. Or, and you know, now you may have finally gotten to that point where you've healed through these feelings through childhood, these feelings of abandonment, feeling of powerlessness, and not being able to, you know, being taken care of, etc. So all the feelings we are now, we are having now, take us back to there as, as we were as a child on a subconscious level, causing our feelings right now to be stronger and enhanced, when in reality, it's not actually that that event. Sorry for all the mumbling. It's not that um, event that's happened right now. It's actually from when we were younger. So what's happening now can take us back there, as I said. So you've got to be understand that those vulnerable times remind ourselves that to be able to, to be able to best understand when you do go to those situations, you need to remind yourself now that you're not that child. You're not that person you used to be. You're a grown-up now. You have assets. You have resources and you have support systems. So there's times I know where certain life situations happen and I get thrown back or thrust upon back to feelings that I know are come stemming from my childhood because I spent time to reflect and, and learn more about myself, but I need to snap out of that. And acknowledge that that's causing that issue. So, okay, how do I? You know, re, I'm an adult now. I know this. Let's reset, reset, reset. Get back on the on the right path. You know, we all have a lot of baggage, and we all, and all of us, understand any given understand any given situation differently based on our past experiences. That's another thing that's a key point taking forward. We can all sit down and watch one concert, and you know, a hundred people like it, and a hundred people don't like it. A hundred people thought it was okay. A hundred people thought that. You see, every person has a different understanding and interpretation of every given any given an event. So again, coming on, that's why right now it's a great time to have this time to reflect, have the patience. Very, very important patience. Time to see what can I be doing right now that can be better. Or that it's something that I'm doing right now that isn't of a value to our current relationship. Okay, so what can I do right now that can better the situation at hand? And that goes in in life as well as in relationships. You know, and again, because we are so in each each other's pockets, finding some alone time right now I feel like is really important. The last podcast I spoke about morning rituals, having that time to be able to uh, reset get ready for the day that's some great alone time to be able to have and you know if you haven't listened to that go back to morning rituals podcast i strongly strongly recommend that but if not you know just finding some time throughout the day where you can have that alone time is really really important yeah again it depends introvert extroverted for me i love my alone time um you know single child growing up in terms of in that immediate household so finding that alone time for me is really important but other people you know they always like to have people around all the time you know you just need to have that balance and and again you're not going to know that you know unless you've been with your partner for a long time you're not going to know that unless you communicate and understand understand 
what where their priorities lie and where your priorities lie and be able to find that balance you know balance is key so having that time together yes because it's important but if you especially now being in a stuck close environment you do need to have little pockets of time yourself just be able to say babe look i love you i love spending time together i love that we've been able to spend more time with each other but right now i need to have an hour to myself and i need to go and have read, read this book or i need to go and do some writing i need to do something go do some coloring in like one you need to be strong enough to be able to say that to your partner and two you your partner needs to be you know and if you're being told that from your partner you need to be strong enough to accept that acknowledge it and be okay with it and let them and allow them to do that as well and not take it as you know because you've done something wrong and understanding the differentiating between those two is really really key so again you know I think as well, when you're coming as well to the family side of things, don't be afraid to have like a bit of a family meeting, like get together, obviously if the kids are old enough to be able to do this, but get together and ask them, you know, ask what's quality time for you? What do you, what do you need in a day to be able to, you know, feel, feel fulfilled? Ask the kids, you know, what do you guys need to do? Do you want to play some games together or do you not really like games? You know, do, just have that communication and family discussion to be able to identify and have that confidence in each other to be able to to know and determine between between what you need and what you don't need. Now, another thing as well, and this is one that I did uh, read recently in a in a um, relationship book, which was really cool, and I really enjoyed reading it. But it's it's a form of obviously marriage counselling and, and couple counselling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this is again just going back on if you have if you are having any issues right now, and as, as I said at the start, if there's any harbouring issues, we need to identify them and we need to be able to clear the air. And you may not resolve the issue overnight, but as long as your your partner has has heard it, so you've you feel acknowledgement because you've been able to voice your opinion. And also, you you know, they've been able to receive it and acknowledge it, and you can see if they can then act upon it. And the best way to do this um, from the book that I read, which was really cool, was basically sitting down at, at, a, at night, having 30 minutes. So one partner will go first, okay? So you've got to take turns. One person will go first, and I'll have 30 minutes just to be able to speak uninterrupted so obviously to do that it's good whoever's going to go first have that day or the night before have a bit of time to think about all the emotions again i already mentioned that think about how you're feeling why are you feeling this way what's going on in your mind where where do where do you see things going moving forward what do we what we need to do um you know set some boundaries how are we going to get how are we going to get your needs met this is all about you. So you need to spend that time before to prep and then have 30 minutes just to go out and say as much as you want. You know, don't be personal as in don't try to attack them. It's just about explaining this is how I'm feeling, this is why I'm feeling it, and verbalize that. This is your chance. So you spent your time to acknowledge why, you spent your time to write things down, and now you have your chance to discuss it with each other. Maybe difficult at first and it's going to be very uncomfortable, but that's what growth is and that's what this podcast is about, is to do things that are uncomfortable to help you grow and move forward. So once you've had that 30 minutes, now this is the crucial part, your partner, who's the listening partner, they are not allowed to say anything in that 30 minutes. It's very, very important. And as well, that partner needs to be present. Now, you can take notes and I recommend taking notes so you can jot things down and best to remember um, what some of the points they're saying. But the reason why you can't speak back at all and you do not for 24 hours you will do this again the next night and then it's vice versa it's your partner's turn to do do um the talking for half an hour the reason being is 
when you have a back and forth discussion, generally what will happen is, especially if it's an argument format or something like this, and just talking in general, when someone's speaking to you, you're already, as they're speaking, you're already starting to think of a reply that you're going to give back to them. So therefore, you're actually not being fully attentive. And then, especially if it's an argument, you're probably there thinking about how can I be witty and you know, be a smart comeback and how can I wheel this around and turn this around back on them. So you're not actually listening to what they're saying. So you've got to have this 30 minutes to be able to just zip your lip, shut up, take notes, take it all in. And as well, this is going to be a positive thing because quite often will snap. So if you've come in hot, someone's, you know, your partner's having their turn and they've said a few things and you're like, that's not me. Oh, why would I do that? Oh, I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff. And if you don't give that chance for them to speak about it, you would snap back immediately. Therefore, not all of their points would have been heard. And so you've already snapped back. There's friction. Um, you're not going to get through it properly and it's just not going to work. But by having that time, that full 24 hours, you've written down your notes some of those things that you initially would have snapped at immediately because you've come in and hot, you're not going to. You've let the you know, time for the cream to rise. You've let that time and, and those little things that were so important to you then won't be as important when you've had your time to digest it fully. So really spend that time to be able to, to do that. And I strongly recommend doing this. Uh, it's such a cool thing to do. Uh, I've done it not with um, a partner because uh, – when I learned this, I didn't have a partner at the time, but I did do it with a uh, friend, uh, with two friends, sorry, who are struggling at the moment a little bit with their relationship. And I was, I just by chance happened to read a relationship book and my mom was talking and I just said, hey, do you want to do this? Like, just try this. This would be really good and see how it goes. And that's some really good feedback from it, which was good. Um, yeah, so this being when a few people are taking very, sorry, I'm just, I wrote down some notes. I'm going back and forth over my own stuff. All right, <clears throat> not doing something like this, as I said, it robs your chance of not doing something like this. It robs your chance of speaking up, being heard of, but it also robs your partner's chance of being able to step up and fulfill those needs. Remember, the the snap at you know the dirty dishes or the wet towel or the unfolded clothes, etc. You know, you always know those things. The little minor things that your partner's just snapped at or jumped down your throat at. You know, more often than not, it's not because of that actual event. It's they're, they're projecting other issues forward onto this situation, therefore enhancing it. It's never always, the, it's never in relationship 101. The issue at hand is never the issue at hand. And there's always something else. And you need to be able to, again, because you had unharboring, you had all those issues that disconnected the start. You didn't communicate, you verbalize it. It's progressed, it's progressed, it's progressed. Men don't like to talk about it. Women don't want to seem like they're nagging by bringing things up. So you don't communicate, you don't communicate, blah, 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 blah. It gets to a point where there's an you know, explosion point, the volcano point, and where the littlest things just you blow your bloody light off. And the blokes, generally in mods, it is the little, the little thing that the bloke's done because there's not um, smart enough to know the little things matter. So they do that something little. Uh, the woman goes absolutely off a rocker and the guy's thinking, what have I done? I haven't done anything. All I did was just leave you know, sock on the ground. Blokes, listening in, it's never just that. There's always something else and that's what I you know, really want you to be able to take out of this. You know, we also do this because you know, you always find these situations when they, when they happen. We do this also because to our partner because it's where we feel safest. It sounds bad to say, but we let loose on our loved ones because we just know 
that they aren't going to go anywhere so we feel safe to do so so it's a way for us to vent on them because uh, you know they're not going anywhere but tensions are also high right now so we, what we need to do is again communicate what can I do now to alleviate a little stress for you you know or for yourself if you know your partner can't do anything because you're in just such a state of mind that it's my own doing because I'm building all these emotions in myself you need to go out and do your things you know get do some exercise go do some reading go spend some time by yourself in reflection and but then also sometimes uh because you're so emotional the last thing you want to do is talk about your emotions so understanding picking your fights understanding when's the best time to talk to your partner i know some people you've got your other your other end of the spectrum where you have really needy have a really needy partner or want someone who always wants like babe what's wrong what's wrong tell me what you're feeling what why are you feeling this way did i do something wrong but that person i've you know i've been in a relationship like that before i've been that person before and like the last thing that person needs to do right now is to explain because you've just had a snap the last thing they want to do is explain why they're feeling the way they're feeling so you know you need to let them go and process what's happening and let them go settle and calm down and come back to you when the time's right but the best uh but the best thing you can do now is again just stop harboring stop harboring all those emotions and those feelings whether they be subconscious from child past childhood whether it's because of the current events happening right now or it's because issues you've had with your partner just stop harboring those and allow yourself to be more vulnerable it's a very interesting word vulnerable especially for again the males I'm, when i say this guys just understand i'm like trying to be sexist and saying you know men shouldn't be males only females that would be vulnerable blah 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 so it's just it's like it's just very stereo. I know it's very stereotypical, and it seems like why should a male be vulnerable? You know, what it doesn't. It just it doesn't matter how tough you are. When the fact of the matter is, all of us deep down want the same feelings. You know, we all want the same thing. We want the feeling of being loved. We want the feeling of being affirmed, appreciated, valued feeling worthy and worthwhile they're all the feelings that we want in a relationship so to best be able to connect with your spouse or partner is through communication now how to best communicate together is communicate how you're feeling and your emotions as i said how do you do that you need to be vulnerable so you can't you can't best be on a level with your partner that you want to if you can't be vulnerable this is where it comes back to some males please understand again vulnerability isn't you being soft and being weak and being all sooky and being an emotional character you know crying all the time etc it's not that because women don't want that they just want someone who can verbalize and communicate their feelings and emotions at any given time to best connect with each other so then when problems arise because as we all know between any kind of relationship there's always going to be bumps in the road always you know given different opinions different you know um, childhood growing up situations etc you just need to best communicate and have that balance in a relationship so again you know men just love to mask their feelings it, it's the, the issue is though with that again like i said besides the fact that women don't really like it it just it creates a barrier creates such a huge barrier right now and especially now like a, a male's identity 
and this is not trying to be sexist again, but a whole male's identity, if you're going back from generation to generation, it's always been for males, they're the ones that are the providers. They go out to work. It's inbreded in their DNA for a bloke to be able to be the provider for their family. And especially right now, given the current situations at hand, if you're a male listening to this and you've lost that title because you've lost your job and you've lost an income, then right now, it's... I can see your walls would be up because you've lost that. You've lost that sense of self. And you can see your sense of worth would be very, very low and very limited. And those feelings that you could be having right now could be causing a subconscious barrier that's therefore you're projecting that onto your partner and causing tension. But because you haven't verbalized that to your partner, they're not going to know. There's so many intrinsic issues that can happen that can cause tension in a relationship but again your partner's not a mind reader you need to be able to verbalize it and sometimes some of the issues you won't even know uh the reasons why you're doing it like i said that one there it's embedded in the male dna to be able to be the provider all of a sudden it's been taken away you don't realize that so now you're walking around moping and angry and you really really hate the world and you you treat your partner like crap you don't know why well that's because it's on a subconscious level that's a bit more of an obvious one, but there can be other, again, more intrinsic, deeper subconscious levels, uh, issues that can be at hand. So the last point I want to finish on, on this part one of the Relationship Podcast, which I hope you've enjoyed, by the way. This has been very different run-of-the-mill stuff, and I apologize for the back and forth and a couple of little, my notes didn't make sense, and I went off tangents and then lost where my notes were. <laughs> but finally, I just want to finish on this. Right now, all men and women, this is crucial. Right now, more than ever, it's been so important to not only give love, but receive it. Huge. Now, I remember reading something like this in a in a leadership and relationship book a few years ago, and I was and I was doing some reading through some notes, etc. And then this popped up, this this I wrote this down as a note and it was like the ability to not only give love but receive love and it's so difficult for an individual normally to receive love again back to that male providing thing like i'm the male i have to provide i've got to be the one that gives you things you can't give me anything i'm the one that's got to give you something so you're given the love you're given the presence you're given the food on the table you're giving 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 but by doing that, you've put this wall up that you're no longer allowed to receive anymore. And that can cause such a huge disconnect in your relationship because you're no longer receiving. And you're robbing your partner's ability to be able to give something to you. Therefore, they're feeling fulfillment because they're being able to give. And you don't even realize you're doing that. So that's another big, deep topic on itself. But I'm going to finish it there and just understand right now, have some time to stop reflect how am i feeling right now how why the these are the feelings that i'm feeling what's the emotions that i'm feeling but start writing things down it's okay to write down man it's all right to write down start jotting some things down to have a better understanding of why you're feeling the way you're feeling and who you are and this is such a perfect time global reset like i said at the start to be able to do this 
Second to that, you know, if you're having any issues at home, just get the family together, you know, have a chat, understand how can we better um, meet each other's needs. And again, it's another form of communication, practice. You're not going to get better with anything unless you practice, practice, practice. So get together, have a chat. How can we meet everyone's needs? Understand that everyone's different and everyone has different needs. People need their time to themselves. But and like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people know that, but how does that person best get it? You're not going to know that unless you speak to them and you know, setting clear boundaries to know so we can move through this isolation period better. Have that chat, have that council chat, that marriage council chat that I spoke about, that's step, big step number three. Have that chat if you need to and I strongly recommend it. Even if there's no any real issues going at hand right now, but just to better understand. You might not have any reserving issues, but just have a chance to have a chat for half an hour together, uninterrupted, no social media, no technology, one-on-one. Have that time to give back and forth and just tell them. Everything might be, everything might be really good right now it's not all doom and gloom out there everything might be good between you and your partner so have some time to be able to acknowledge and and reflect on how much you appreciate them and you love them and how all the good things you're doing for them right now because again we're so focused on the negatives we never have time to reflect and share on the positives and if you spend that full half an hour just writing down you might re-say your vows if you're married or just spend that half an hour to just say all these nice things to put to someone where you're deeply looking to their eyes the connection and the feeling you're going to have and what you're going to how you're going to be growing out of that will be astronomical and then the final point as i said all in this time right now you know all this uncertainty and blah and all this craziness going on we still want to be able to provide for our family yes we still want to be able to do all things for them but also learn how to also receive learn how to receive love i'm going to finish it there guys hopefully you enjoyed that that is part one of our relationships how to maintain your relationships during isolation i hope you enjoyed it if you liked it send us a message please and then i'll stay and hopefully you did if not i know we might not have a part two but there may be a part two coming up real soon so thank you very much guys stay safe stay loved acknowledge and accept each other communicate 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 it is key love you all bye